The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Angels, we all have them. They're our unseen guides, our companions, our teachers, and they're all around us. Sometimes, They make themselves known in the most miraculous ways. Join Angel Communicator, Reiki Master, and QHHT hypnotherapist Christy Clemens Hoffman for stories from real people who have experienced real-life angel encounters. Welcome back to Real Life Angel Encounters. Today, I want to start off returning to the roots. That is the the root of why I wanted to do this podcast in the first place. And that is Real Life Angel Encounters. Now, I really would love for you to send in your own stories of your uh, angelic visits, your loved ones who show themselves in mysterious and interesting ways, of even stories in the news that you think are worth talking about, are worth sharing. Well, today I am bringing you some stories from Beliefnet.com. Beliefnet is a website I have been watching for years, and I subscribe to updates, and um, you know, it's about all different types of beliefs, not just Christian, not just angels, but all kinds of different things. So this comes from five true stories of heavenly visitors on beliefnet.com. Now, I will not be sharing all of them. You will need to go to the website to see the rest of the angel encounters. And these are true stories of angel encounters. First one, the first one, is from a woman named Lily Leonardi. Now, she's a former FBI officer, and she retired after suffering PTSD linked to her activities in the aftermath of the September 11th attacks. But she swears what she witnessed is true. So during the September 11th attacks of 2001, Leonardi said that she saw legions of angels guarding the Pennsylvania site where United Airlines Flight 93 crashed. 
When she arrived there at just three hours after the crash, she was struck by a few things. She was so startled, she kept it to herself out of fear that (laughs) the people around her would think she lost her mind or even fearing for job loss, I'm sure. She said, and I quote, I started seeing shimmery lights and it was kind of misty. And that's when I first saw angels there, Leonardi said. And I didn't say anything to the guys because you can imagine if I would have said, I just saw angels on the crash site. They'd have called the office and they'd have said she's lost her mind. Tell her to go home. (laughs) She stated that these angels seem to be dressed in warrior-like god, warrior-like garb, like a Roman centurion. So, you know, uh, the, the, the uh, not, not really skirts, I guess, I don't know what they call them, kind of like a kilt, you know what I'm talking about, and the breastplates. So, like a warrior in Roman times. And this was described, oh my gosh, was it two weeks ago on Real Life Angel Encounters? Someone had reported calling the police about a home intrusion uh, and then called in angels to protect the home and there were angels that showed up in like Roman type of garb. So there's got to be something to that, right? So according to Leonardi, she says that these angels at the 9-11 crash site in Pennsylvania seem to be dressed in warrior garb, kind of like a Roman, Roman soldier. She said, there were so many of them, you couldn't see their faces. She continued to see flickers of light and each angel guarding the crash site. So she thinks that sharing her story will let people know that God was present on 9-11. I know that, gosh, there was so much tragedy and loss of life that day. And we're just talking about loss of life not to mention all of the serious injuries and the illnesses that were created by the debris and the toxic materials in the debris. We don't hear about that anymore, but many people are living with the aftermath and after effects of that terrible day. But we often wonder, where was God in that? Well, we know from previous episodes of this podcast that there are angels that will guard certain locations, and I feel like it could have been so much worse had it not been for these angelic beings. Now, God itself, I feel, can't really do anything to stop these things either. And this is certainly true of angels in the angelic realm. They can't stop things like 9-11, like the Holocaust, like the horrible mass shootings that have occurred recently. I mean, there's, there are too many to count, these horrible mass shootings. I'm sure if God could stop these things, it would. But that is not our path, because we are meant to experience and learn things. And we learn best by... <laughs> creating tragedies. How often do you learn something when things are going really great? So another story from BeliefNet, Five True Stories of Heavenly Visitors, is an angelic encounter during a car accident. We have heard some of those stories on this podcast as well. Look at at earlier episodes. 
So in this story, Pastor John Boston was driving down the road, and another car crossed the center line and came barreling toward him. I can only imagine how scary that might have been. Uh, The pastor swerved to miss the vehicle, but struck a utility pole, and a live transformer fell onto his car. Immediately, the metal and glass began to buckle on the intense heat from thousands of volts of electricity. Ah, that's so scary. Now, he had his four-year-old daughter with him at the time, and she was trapped along with him inside the burning car. The seatbelt was stuck and the door wouldn't open. And just then, a scruffy-looking stranger came out of nowhere and easily opened the smashed door. And that man removed him from the car and his uh, child and walked him 20 feet away from the vehicle (laughs) just before the car exploded into flames. And according to this pastor, Pastor Boston, he said, My name is Johnny. The police are almost here, and I can't be here when they get here, but you're going to be okay. And then the man was gone. (laughs) I love this story so much. I can't be here when the police get here. You're going to be okay. And then he's gone. Oh, I love that. And Pastor Boston said that people tried to rationalize the situation through the circuit breaker simply tripped and Johnny fled because of a sketchy past, right? Okay, well, I can see that. But I, I choose to believe that this was truly an angel. And um, firefighters say that there are some aspects of what happened that day that defy logic, reason, and science. And this particular pastor is convinced that he encountered an angel that day. <laughs> I know I've mentioned this before, and I have asked the woman who was involved in this accident. This was another accident that happened here in Missouri, in my home state. Um, I've reached out to her to see if she would tell the story herself, but I've not heard back from her yet. The story goes that this young woman named Katie was driving on the east side of the state of Missouri in the St. Louis area and was in kind of a rural area and had a horrific car crash, car accident. Didn't say, I don't recall if it said, the article that I read, what the cause of the accident was, but it was so bad that she had to get extricated from the car. So the jaws, she was waiting for the jaws of life to come and get her out. Bad wreck. And according to Katie, this priest came along, seemingly out of nowhere. Again, this was a rural area, so the story goes. And this priest came along and was able to speak to her through the window. He couldn't get her out either because really she needed to get cut out of the car. And this priest prayed with her and said, Hang on, the help is going to be on its way soon and just prayed with her and supported her during that time. And then, as the story goes, when the police and the ambulance and the, you know, the, the 911 crew came, the priest was nowhere to be found. Even when they took countless pictures of the accident, the priest was nowhere to be found. So I'm hoping to hear from this woman herself to tell the story. But it's become something of an urban legend here in Missouri, and I love those kind of stories. So yet one more story from BeliefNet, 
And this comes from a woman named Margaret Jones, who lives in Lancashire, the uh, UK, and said that she had a very specific experience with angels. And one of these angels purportedly unfolded at her church 20 years ago while she was singing in the choir. So Margaret says that she felt the pressure of what seemed like a human hand touching her hand. And as she was standing on the edge of the choir, she assumed that this woman, Deborah, who had been playing the organ, had come over to join them. So she didn't think anything about it. Then the hand left hers, and a few moments later, she opened her eyes and was surprised to see that Deborah was still at the organ and hadn't come over beside her. So only after the service, she found out that a fellow congregant noticed this angel and saw it and said that she had touched her hand. Now, this happens many, many times. It's, um, we can call it clairsentience, which is, we all know clairvoyance, which is sight and getting intuition and insight through sight. And then there's clairaudience, which is hearing, where maybe hearing your name called or hearing heavenly music, hearing a message to you. And then there's clear cognizance, which is where we have an idea just pop fully formed into our head when we hadn't even been thinking about it. And then there's clairsentience. Clairsentience can be the feeling of someone actually touching you. And we often know who this is. Maybe not always, but how many times have you even, listening now, have you felt a brush against your skin, a hand on your shoulder? How many times have you felt the presence of someone standing next to you or behind you? And when this happens, we often know who that is. It's my guardian angel. You may remember from a story from Kathy, who called in from, I believe it was Iowa, into this show. Feeling the presence of an angel beside you. It could be you feel someone touching your hand. This often happens in my Reiki sessions, that people will say that they feel hands on them that are not mine, because they can feel where I am, but they feel other things on their body too. Archangel Shamuel often will come and help with uh, Reiki sessions with me, but many times people's loved ones will come, or their personal guides or other archangels come and help. So how many times have we felt this presence physically. That is what we call clairsentience. And I loved how this um, this woman, Margaret's friend, was able to see this angel and say, hey, you know, there was somebody standing beside you and had their hand on your hand. <laughs> oh, I wish all angel encounters could involve that type of knowing and that type of feeling of being just touched by an angel. <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed these stories. Um, next up, I will be bringing you a film review. I love movies about angels. Well, I love movies anyways, but movies about angels are really fun and um, a good way to either explore the subject matter a bit more um, or maybe even to posit a what if. What if it was like this? 
Uh, also, in some cases, uh, there's something that I'm, I'm currently watching that I will be bringing to you another time as soon as I've finished it. But a way to even poke fun in a way. But even poking fun at something opens your eyes to it. And I'm thinking of The Good Place. <laughs> Do you know that show from Netflix? And um, that's a wonderful show. But it pokes fun at heaven and hell. God and Archangel Michael. Maybe I'll do maybe I'll do a review of the good place at some point, but it even pokes fun at it, which makes you think. And I like to think. And so before we get to the next section, this movie review, I just wanted to once again say that we need your stories. Please send in your real-life angel encounters to angelencounterspodcast at gmail.com. And please share this podcast with a friend, a co-worker, a family member, your dog walker, your nanny, your minister. Share it with somebody. And that way, word spreads about this little podcast, and we get more stories from great listeners like Kathy and like Louise and like our many other wonderful um, submitters so we can get even more stories to share on this podcast. Your brain needs support and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And next, I wanted to give a film review. You know, I'm always looking for great film ideas, things to watch, things to uplift me and inspire me. And this suggestion came from my friend Kathy Lussmeister. And I say her whole name because she is one of the practitioners with Radiate Wellness, which is my group practice I started back in, what was it, I think 2016. We've been going, oh my gosh, six years now. That's crazy. Six years as of June, which is when I am recording this. Anyway, Kathy is an energy worker just extraordinaire. She's in the uh, the Kansas City area, but she also practices online. If you are not in the Kansas City area, you can find her on my website, which is radiatewellnesscommunity.com, radiatewellnesscommunity.com. And Kathy suggested this film called I Am Gabriel, and I thought, oh, that sounds cute, so I might as well give it a little watch. So, I Am Gabriel, you can find this for free to watch on YouTube. It comes from 2012, so it's been out there, what, 10 years now? My gosh, 10 years ago. So, it's a very sweet film. It was directed by Mike Norris, who also directed The End of Days, Global Catastrophe, 2019, Rush Hour 3 in 2007, and Where the Heart Is in 2000. So imdb.com has the following description. The town of Promise, Texas is dying when a wandering boy shows its residents the way to salvation. They are slow to listen to his message until the boy reveals his real identity. 
And of course, his real identity is the Archangel Gabriel. And let me stress, this kid is maybe 12 years old. Amazing performance by a child actor. This movie, in fact, kind of just reminded me in general of the Cokeville Miracle, which I discussed in episode 11, which was a true story. And there was a film made about it. Um, I'm not sure when that film was made, but this uh, Cokeville Miracle episode, the, the original historical episode, took place in the 80s. I was definitely alive. I did not hear about it in the news. Apparently, though, it was all over the news. And the film made about it, I think, is, you know, it's, it does an adequate job of telling the story. And the production values, the acting, the writing, everything just, to me, was fairly reminiscent of this movie, I Am Gabriel. So the movie does have some fairly big names, I would say. There's Dean Cain, who you might know from Superman. Um, he, he was in Lois and Clark, of course, played Clark Kent, a.k.a. Superman. And he plays Sheriff Brody. There's John Schneider, who you might know as Bo Duke from TV's The Dukes of Hazard, not the movie, the, the, the original TV show, the better one, right? He plays Doc. And then there's Carrie Scott. Um, I, had, I knew I had seen him before. I didn't really recognize uh, the parts he played in some of the movies I found on imdb.com, but I know I had seen him. I think you've seen him before, too. I think one of his credits was Mad Men which is a show I just absolutely loved. And then child actor Gavin Casalegno, who played Gabriel. His eyes are amazing. If you remember the photo, cover photo, um, that is, of a green-eyed Afghan girl on National Geographic back in 1984, do you know this photo I'm talking about? She had these amazing green eyes that's what this kid reminded me of. He is just a gorgeous kid in the film. Of course, now he's, you know, 10 years older and still still really, really cute kid. And he did a fantastic job. As a child actor, you know, it's hard to find good child actors, and he was wonderful. So it's got some names that you might recognize, some faces, um... Now, why would you want to watch this film, I Am Gabriel? It is the same old story, and I mean an old story, of a town that's down in its luck, only to be saved by a mysterious stranger, like the music man, the musical, right? But also, you might remember episode 13 of Real Life Angel Encounters about the Loretto Stairs, um, when a mysterious man shows up, perhaps guided by St. Joseph, to build a beautiful staircase for the Sisters of Loretto. So kind of this old, tired trope in a way. It's still a good story. It's a sweet, predictable, and very uplifting movie. And plus, I just like to imagine archangels in the flesh. So that's kind of fun. What would it be like if Gabriel could come to town as a beautiful child and a really good actor. <laughs> so it's totally predictable. Miracles, people saved, people's hearts transformed, yada, yada, yada. But at one point in the film, Gabe's wings unfold, and it is majestic. I love that stuff, though. 
It's just like, wow, the lights come out and his wings are just magnificent. It is majestic. Everybody drops to their knees and starts praying. So anyway, that was kind of fun. And as you might know, Gabriel's regular job is announcing births. And, of course, in this film at the very end, he announces a new child. And, oh, come on, this is not a spoiler alert. You expected that. I just thought, is he not going to do this? Oh, yeah, he did. He totally did. So not a spoiler. Now, that's why you would want to watch it. Uh, are there some cons? Yeah, I mean, uh, there's cons in every movie, right? So some cons with I Am Gabriel is, first of all, yeah, it's totally 1,000% predictable. You know what's going to happen. People get in trouble. They get out of trouble miraculously, right? The kid touches somebody. They get healed. That's, again, not a spoiler alert. It's pretty predictable. Also, there's a very heavy emphasis on Christianity, which I get. But you know what? Archangels are not strictly Christian. I mean, they really come from the Kabbalah, which is Hebrew. But there are so many different traditions with uh, angels and archangels, so not strictly Christian, right? Anyway, there's a very heavy emphasis on that, a lot of Christian iconography. There's a heavy emphasis on prayer, which I do get as well. Um, in one scene, a couple of scenes, Gabe, you see Gabe coming into town, and he's got this rolled up, like, bedding, little mat, uh, come to find out about halfway through the film, it's a prayer mat. And he instructs the ladies of the church, and yes, this is a huge gender stereotype, because the ladies in the church of Promise, Texas, have a sewing circle where they make quilts and other items for people in the town, and he instructs them to make these prayer mats. And he wants them made for every single person in the town, which is really sweet. And then he says, even more importantly, uh, than make even more important than making the mats, they need to be used. People need to kneel down in prayer. Okay, so huge iconography. I got kind of excited, honestly, when he talked about prayer mats, and I thought, hey, there's going to be some diversity here. We're going to talk about you know different types of prayer. No, on your knees and praying, which is fine, but there's many ways to pray. Um, but anyway, that kind of brings me to another point: is that there is zero diversity in this film. None. Everyone is white. Every single person in this film is white. Now, granted, it's about a small Texas town, right? But you'd expect at least some people of color by way of Hispanic people in this film. In Texas, there's none. Zero diversity. Now, I am white. Nothing wrong with being white, right? But I like films to reflect society. I like to imagine everybody in a community. I like to imagine everyone being represented. So there's that. Um, so uh, kind of predictable, very stereotypy, very non-diverse, uh, heavy on Christianity, but not much else, that type of thing. That said, though, it's not a great film, but I enjoyed it. I did, despite the lack of diversity and the outrageous gender stereotypes. I still enjoyed it. It was uplifting. 
Um, I cried through much of it because it was so sweet. And I don't know, God's love kind of does that to me. Just the love of the divine, however you define that. God, Allah, uh, Adonai, however you uh, express God and source, spirit, etc., etc. Just that love is amazing. And I really, truly felt connected watching this, felt inspired watching it. So anyway, I would say go out and watch it. Speed through some of the parts. Eh, If you like it, let me know. If you don't, sorry. But um, I thought it was worth shouting out here. Thank you for listening to Real Life Angel Encounters podcast. If you like this podcast, and I hope you do, I really do, please subscribe now. Follow or whatever you do on whatever platform you're listening, whether that is Spotify, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, I don't know, whatever you're listening on, because I know we're in a lot more places than that. But please subscribe and follow. And if you wouldn't mind, leave a five-star review, a thumbs up, a like, whatever you do on whatever platform you're listening on. And again, I would love it if you would share this podcast. You can also visit us on the web at radiatewellnesscommunity.com slash Real Life Angel Encounters. And all of, pa- all of the past episodes are up there. Thanks again for listening. I really appreciate you. special thank you to James Wheeler for the original music and Cassandra Harold for the voiceovers. Please subscribe and follow wherever you're listening now. And be sure to tell your friends. The more people know about this podcast, the more great story submissions we get. Submit your own real-life angel encounters to angelencounterspodcast at gmail.com. Want to know what your angels and loved ones have to tell you? Schedule an appointment with Christy at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of a Guided Life podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.